Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. Hi. Hey. <clears throat> oh, no. I'm rusty. Yeah, me too. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome back to the Book Squad Podcast. <laughs> to us and to you. Yes. So we we took a little hiatus and we just didn't plan very well for it. We just left you hanging. Life happened. And we're really sorry. I had a little I had a little medical leave, and then, and, uh, and then the holiday is just a whole bunch of holidays. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry, everybody. We're back. We're back though. <laughs> so you're welcome. We're back. We're back. Yay! It's just been a couple months. Nothing. <laughs> just maybe three. I don't know. But hopefully. You went back and listened to your favorites mm-hmm. while we were gone. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what happened. That's probably what it was. They were probably just crying, and then they were like every day, just and they were like, "Oh, I guess I should just listen to all my favorites from the beginning." That, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what happened. I think that's how you all were coping. Yep. <laughs> well, good. Uh, glad to provide you with some yeah. new things now. Well, let's see if we can get back into our usual. Um, what do you want to do? Bookish I, news. Yeah, I've got. It's a very Kate piece of bookish news. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know if you saw this on LitHub, but um, it was made public um, that Lord Byron, um, It's there's an article that's talking about the romantic poets uh, and how they interacted with one another. Lord Byron used to call William Wordsworth Turdsworth. <laughs> I think I, I think I saw that float across my feed, and, and this I is did a not historical. Click, I didn't click fact. on it. That is what oh. my news is for the whole year, really. Um, apparently, they would kind of like make fun of his last name in general. Like Samuel Coleridge would uh, talk about the poem Nightingale and call it Birdsworth, <laughs> and then Lord Byron would just call him Turdsworth. And it says Turdsworth in this article so many times, and I'm just so happy about it. <laughs> Every time. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. So there's that for you. That's actually pretty funny. Was it, did we have a conversation about how, like, was it Victorians love poop puns? What? No. I know that they, you know, pooped a lot. I mean, yeah. Into things. People do that. But I... I can't remember oh, where I heard great. that. It was, uh, maybe I'll do some research. Maybe I should go maybe back. It'll show maybe up I should again. enjoy history. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't Victorians. Maybe it was way before that. There was just a period of time where just it, like, that was like the height poop puns. of hilarity. Oh, God. Oh, that's where I was. That's where was, I belong. Yeah. Minus then, everything else about the time. <laughs> my, but yeah, all that. But I mean. Oh, please. Please I'll, let, let me see know. see if I can dig that up for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have got actual bookish news. I do have actual bookish news, and let's see if I can recap it all. So if you haven't been following the news, which maybe some of you haven't. Um, the Book news. Yeah, book news. Romance Writers of America, which is um, the um, Writers Association, the largest writers association for romance writers, as the name would imply, um, has pretty much imploded mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, and let's see if I can recap kind of what happened. Um, there is Courtney Milan, who you've heard me talk mm-hmm. about before because yeah. she's one of my favorite authors. Uh 
and has a big Twitter following and on Twitter um, took a book to task for being racist. Mm-hmm. It was an, what the book was? It was an older book. Oh, it was an older book. Something, okay. It was from the 90s. Something about the moon was in the title and um, pretty much picked it apart. It had uh, Courtney Milan herself is of Chinese descent and um, the book had a lot of Chinese stereotypes uh-huh. and oh, tropes. And so um, just sort of eviscerated it <laughs> on Twitter. And um, then the fallout from that it was that a, a couple of white ladies, the author of the book and then a publisher of another um, small a small publishing press, um, I believe, publishing house, thought um, felt like she was being a bully mm-hmm. and felt like she was... It's not a book that just came out. No. This is a looking back yeah. at... How things were. Right. Um, felt she was a bully, felt she um, was ruining their um, ruining their chance of getting a book deal. Actually, one of them claimed that she did ruin a chance to get a book deal, but has now recanted and said, um, because I think the facts came out, the company or the, the publisher that was like, we never had a three book mm. deal. Like they were talking about <laughs> possibly. But anyway, um, so... So, uh, so right before Christmas, um, RWA decided to just quietly drop the news, um, to Courtney Milan that she had been censured. She, I believe she was banned, um, for a year from RWA and then prohibited from holding any more, um, like, uh, pub, like offices with RWA, which is, you know, cause she was, um, she was she was on the ethics committee and she's done a ton of work with them to help be, make it more of a diverse organization. Until you call out. Right. Yeah. I mean, she even got an award from RWA for her work on helping them oh become my a more God. diverse. Um, we are the worst. Yeah. And so so Alyssa Cole, uh-huh. one of my other uh-huh. favorite yes. uh, romance authors, just was like, boop, let me just drop this onto Twitter and so everybody can see what happened. And oh, Twitter exploded. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like people just started saying, like canceling their RWA memberships. Wow. And saying they weren't going to renew their RWA memberships and like calling for people to step down. And a bunch of board members did step down. Like a bunch were like, I don't want we this. don't want to be a part of yeah. this organization. And then Ooh. a bunch of authors started sending their Rita awards back, like <gasps> physically oh sending the award back. And a bunch of authors who submitted their Rita, like or their books to win a Rita this year, um, withdrew their submissions and asked oh for their God, money this back. Is beautiful. And, this, I just imagine this and then like just explosion yeah. sounds in the background. There was just, just a, yeah, a cascade of stuff. And all the while this is going on, the current art, RWA president um, just was silent, didn't oh. say anything. And so it just kept getting worse and worse. And um, oh my God. eventually, yeah, eventually. She's probably like, this will die down. This right. whole anti-racist thing. Whatever. Yeah. So I, I guess a few days later, I can't remember, remember how long later, the RWA was like, um, sort of backpedaled a little bit and rescinded, but didn't apologize. And then just said they were rescinding the censure pending some legal, you know, mm. they were going to check with um, legal, I yeah, guess. Okay, whatever. And then, um, then it just 
you know, just all started coming. Like people just kept sending letters, uh-huh. like demanding the, that they resign. And it uh-huh. came out that, in fact, they had um, the regular ethics committee um, had was not consulted. They had convened, um, the new president had convened a separate no way secret ethics oh committee God. to do yeah so that you know all that skullduggery and uh, so like you know because it was against the protocol and policy um now there's there's actually some you know i think meaty legal footing for for something to maybe happen yeah. and then and then the president finally did step down like on hmm. january 9th hmm. and um the executive director Step down, but we'll continue on to help run and have the transition. Hmm. I don't even know what's left. Oh, my gosh. I don't. They're probably, I don't know who the current board members are. I don't know how they were appointed. Do you think they'll like, disband or do you think? I, I just think they have to. I don't know what they're doing right Curtin now. Curtin Milan and Melissa Colch just take over. Right. I mean, there's actually, and I will find this, um, I put. I bookmarked it for myself, but right after this happened, there somebody posted like 10 alternatives to Romance Writers of America, mm-hmm. okay. and I will find that link, and we can post that for anyone who wants to check out those organizations. Yeah, because, yeah, you should wish Yeah, them. because the other, you know, the other piece of this is that it's it's not like... This was like an, an insane amount of things to sort of happen altogether, mm-hmm. but it's not like RWA has been doing a good job in the past no. for their authors of color, for their queer authors. No. They've just... I mean, you could just tell by yeah, the reaction. like They've not been doing a good job for them. And and there, there's been so much work lately, and it seemed as if the boat was turning around. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes... Mm-hmm. It, the boats turn around slowly, mm-hmm. but it seemed like that was happening. And then this mm-hmm. just sort of sunk the boat. That was just <laughs> such a moment that she could have, I don't know. And uh, I, yeah, my take on it, I mean, just my personal view is the only right thing to do in that situation is, especially in a public, uh-huh. you know, you're being taken to task publicly, yeah. which I struggle with that. Like it's a... I mean, I mean I, I, that's a hard way. Yeah. Oh, I've been called out privately, yeah. and I get very right. It's a, it's a so, hard way to be to be called out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the like they they just went into full defensive mode, and yeah. their their letter said things like, you know, I'm not racist, and, oh, and that's I'm gonna right. Anytime I, you're writing that, yeah, I have an education. <laughs> like, oh I studied. I have you know, oh, no. like I I, I studied oh, Chinese things, and like. Oh, lady. Um, plus, this book was written in the 90s and can't be assessed by today's standards. And, you know, just. Oh, any, my God. Oh. Just trot it out. Just all really kinds of like, here's I'm just going to throw every like mm, defense yeah, yeah. at you. And eventually um, it's just yeah, you, I mean, you just you just need to say, I'm I I'm sorry. Yeah. I clearly missed some mm, things yeah. when I was writing. I really appreciate your time and your energy yeah. to like point those out to me and I'd like to do better. And that's all um, you can really do. Thank you. Yeah. That's all you can really do. And yeah. I don't know. I think that, Ugh, that being could called have out just... is very painful. But it if is. you're but if you're a public facing, yeah, you have to take a minute. It is. And look at the whole picture and, and then right. And if you're not 
part of a marginalized group, you have to you have to just assume that you possibly did make a mistake. Yeah. And the thing Everybody, is, is it, yeah. occasionally, rarely, somebody gets called out and they really didn't do anything wrong. Like maybe it's just an interpersonal thing with this one person. Mm. But by and large, just assume a, yeah. that you missed something. Yeah. Because you're you're in a bubble. Yes. We're all in our bubbles. Mm-hmm. And you miss something. Yeah. And you know, we all do it. Yeah. I guess I sort of feel like even if you didn't, what does it hurt to say, I'm really sorry? Yeah, God, you right, know, I mean, yeah. nothing. <clears throat> that's the thing no. about white privilege is you can apologize and walk away and do nothing to fix it. Uh-huh. And, and you can probably get away with that. God, yeah. And I guess I feel there like. There was just like no reason to. Right. Yeah, it's like know. there's right. no reason not to publicly apologize mm-hmm. because it costs you nothing mm-hmm. and probably gains you a lot. Yeah. I don't know. So in a in a huge Ugh. nutshell, <laughs> that's what's been going on with RWA. So if you're at all interested in in knowing more of that saga, uh-huh. just you can google it's it. On I mean, it, they've yeah, it's well, been I wanna... it's been reported in like the Washington Post and the New York Times. I yeah. mean, it's it's everywhere now. And I want to see the list of other organizations. That's a nice, that's mm-hmm. nice. That's one. And you can, yeah, if you want to, fo- if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, you can just follow hashtag I stand with Courtney, and hmm. there it will all be. I get on Twitter like, a nice like twice a year. Yeah, yeah. I get on Twitter twice a year, and usually it's when something like that happens, yeah. and I'm like, "What happened?" Oh I mean, I could God. see. Yeah, I'm on. Yes. You know, I'm on old people's Facebook, and like <laughs> when I'm like, "Boy, once if it, it gets if on it Facebook, made it to exactly, Facebook, it must exactly. be a big deal." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh and I'm like, gosh. I guess I'll check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Oh, boy. yeah. But um, well, you know, that's. Dang. It's kind of a big deal. And it's, it I mean, it's just a big deal in general because writers' organizations are really important and they should be doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And I hope For that every other, writers. yes, uh-huh. I hope that, that mm-hmm. every other writers' organization is taking a look mm-hmm. at yeah. their, you know, at how they're helping writer, how they're helping publishing houses do things like make sure they're paying people equitably yeah. and make sure that they're... Um, you know, publishing people equitably yeah. and like well, that and noticing like the change in readership and the change in author landscape. Like the people will ditch you if you are doing yeah. a bad job. Like, yep, the fact that you've been standing for however many long, however long, doesn't really matter nope. anymore. No, it if you're not willing to like change and be a good yeah. organization or good person, so yep. Yeah, we're coming for you, jerks. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. Keep I'll keep y'all posted, and cool. maybe in a couple of episodes we'll have some resolution. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's juicy. It was juicy. I just imagine. Okay. So much tea. I, my yep. favorite post was somebody was like, like something. It was like dropping this at Christmas. Like we couldn't be mad and wrap presents at the same time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Made me laugh. Oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. Um. Well. Did you have a pile of books for your two-book minimum? I have a, yes, I have three of them. Okay. Did we talk, I don't know. So two of them I am actively reading right oh, now. Nice. And I have not finished them, but I'm going to go ahead. Uh-huh. I'm going to just give some extra because, yeah. um, do you want me to go or do you want to go first? 
Um, Since I'll just, go first. Okay, yeah. Because you're actually reading yours, so I'll just get mine out of the way. Um, so Ilka in Reader Services put together this really hilarious display um, called Shits List. <laughs> and I can say that because it's S-C-H-I-T-T. <laughs> From Shits Creek. Yes. And it, so it's um, it's a list and a display. Um, I, I can link to the list. And it's like, you know, what would the characters read in the Rose family? And mm-hmm. um, it, it was just funny. Like she put a, a lot of uh, time and effort into it. And I really liked it. And one of the ones that stuck with me the most was um, – it's this book called The Little Book of Lost World Words, Collywobbles, Snollygosters, and Other Surprisingly Useful Terms Worth re- Resurrecting by Joe Gilliard. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilliard. Maybe. That was for Moira, That was right? from Moira. <laughs> yeah, because she does use, If you, in case you don't watch um, Schitt's Creek, uh, the mom figure, uh, Moira Rose, is just this hilarious, so dramatic Wonderful person. Um, not wonderful necessarily, but <laughs> wonderful to watch. Um, Incredibly and she eccentric. Just, yes. And mm-hmm. she just uses these words. And I guess um, Catherine, what's her name? O'Hara. Yeah. Is it Catherine? That sounds like, oh, I'm thinking Scarlett O'Hara and Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. I think that is actually her. Uh, she says that she like looks up words to use on there. But so this book um, just came out last fall. And so it's looking at just um, – Basically, words of yore that have print that have been just like not used anymore. Forgotten. And there is just a list of a few that I really liked because um, they described me. Uh, Femelicos, which means constantly hungry. <laughs> that would be that. Uh, I feel like femelicos. that. Melicos. And then, and I used to play Balderdash. Did you ever play Balderdash? Yeah. Okay. I used to play with my grandparents. And so I, feel like some of these words I've seen and then, like, had to make up my own definition of it or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, You say the word and I'll say if I know the definition. Okay. Let me see. We'll play Balderdash here. Uh, okay. Oh, this isn't another pronunciation. Mumpsimus. I don't know that one. A stubborn person who refuses to change their mind despite being proven wrong. Oh. Which could be me. Could also be the president of... Um, Some places. Our, well, RWA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Any, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me of uh, <clears throat> lots sn- of presidents, apparently. Snollygoster, which is a, dis- a dishonest, corrupt, and unprincipled person, especially a politician. <laughs> um, you snollygoster. Yes, exactly. And I a like slugabed it. is a person oh, who sleeps in. I know in, that. Okay. I know that one. You do, I've seen it in books. Oh, of course you have, because yeah, you're probably more familiar with these because bed. yes, it's basically a teenager. It's a person. Who I mean, sleeps. that one kind of you could guess. Yes, from you're a slug somewhere. in a bed, mm-hmm. very slow. Yeah. Well, Mumpsimus, you know. Uh, I, that reminded I've me of nothing. bumptious. Bumptious. What's the, oh bumptious? Like that, like a person who's Bumpling? sort of un, uh, like uh, rowdy. Oh, okay. Bumptious. Oh. B-U-M-P-T-I-O-U-S or whatever. Okay, cool. I hope that's a word. <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, I would say, <laughs> oh, that, like, he's quite a bumptious person. <laughs> is that like, all of a sudden I have doubts. That reminds me of bumpkiss. So I'm doubting myself. Well, that, no, don't doubt yourself. Bumptious. I just, it just, she's a bumptious girl. Ooh, I like that too. Um, a fudgel is uh, to pretend to work without doing anything. <laughs> I think everyone... <laughs> Either can I can I relate to that or know someone who does? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is me. Uh, it's a verb uh, to groke, which is um, to stare eagerly at someone who is eating, hoping they'll give you food. Is it? It's G-R-O-K? used to describe a dog. No, G R O K E, like bloke, groke, groke. So like, I'm just groking. Like Tucker, 
Yeah. Quit croaking. Or me, because I know it said it could describe a dog, but I mean, yeah. thought of myself. So because you're, full I'm a groker. I'm a bumptious groker your, because of your full lumen. What what was the first word? Uh, full, oh God, voluminous. No, uh, voluptuous. Voluptuous. No. <laughs> Famelicos. Famelicos. Someone who's constantly. Not that one's not, that one's not really sticking in my mind. No. I may not end up. No, because I keep thinking of bellicose. And what is that? Doesn't bellicose mean sad? That sounds That sounds I good. Think it does. Yeah. It sounds like a sad word. Um, so there's there's some words I'm going to read and then um, just sneak into our, okay. our future podcast, hopefully. Yes. And hopefully with accents. The next one is one that is checked out, and I'm on hold for it. Um, <clears throat> this one is the the Player's Handbook by Jeremy Crawford. Um, it is uh, like player, or no? Okay. It is the essential <laughs> reference for Dungeons and Dragons. And I get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. So this all came about where. Um, so you like this is where you like build your characters and like look up the spells and all this sort of stuff. So um, the summer reading theme that's like announced by ALA is um, imagine your story and it's like a fantasy right. sort of theme thing. So I was like, it would be cool and we might we might do this maybe um, if we could do like a um, month long weekly installment like D and D for the people who were too afraid to try it in high school or whatever. Oh. So and then um, my partner Brandon and I were like, "Well, we should just write our characters now, just in preparation." And so <laughs> turns out I'm an. I'm and you a, were like, "You have to write your character." I I no, that's the only thing that <laughs> I'm really interested okay. in. I only really want to go to the character like creating workshop because right. it's like The Sims where I got to just like make my person and control their characteristics, right? And then and design their house, and then I'm done. Um, and so that's basically what I want to do. <laughs> like with I this, don't care if they do anything. I don't want to do any just, like action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm more of a character. I'm character driven. Mm-hmm. Not so much plot driven. Same. So, but there's an app that I was like, I'm an elf. I'm an elf. Uh, I've decided I'm going to be, um, I think I'm a wood elf, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh, my class is a druid. Mm. We commune with nature a yeah, lot and do a lot of that. spells and things. Uh-huh. Um, I, think, I think my son, my oldest son might be a druid. This is what I was wondering is what, mm-hmm. what his, uh, yeah, it's a wizard. Wizard druid? See, I don't know though. Drew wizard? Drew wizard. I got this. Yeah. 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 But I'm a little, a little bit excited to look through this just because it, (laughs) I feel like it's a nice creative activity. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's, I mean, yeah. But I'm also a little embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I would actually do a regular D&D thing just because I don't do a regular anything really. Um, But. You're very irregular. I'm a (laughs) regular. Um, Famelicos. Uh, <laughs> but, but yes, I'm going to check out this book and see, and stay tuned to see if we do any sort of oh. D&D action this oh, yeah. summer. I'm very interested. Mm-hmm. I think, um. Well, you could do like a, how to write a fictional character using the D&D handbook as inspiration or whatever. That would, oh, totally. Yeah. You totally could do oh, that. It's a whole series. Yeah. Whole series of things. Oh, well. If I ever say, though, I'm going to go LARPing, I'll have to tell just knock me out of my oh seat. Oh, my God. Did I? Have we not talked about this? Mm. I. <laughs> Did you go LARPing? No. Oh, but God. I. Sorry. Very, no offense. 
I very secretly, as I'm telling everyone who can listen to this podcast uh-huh. forever, uh-huh. there's a piece of me that really wants to be the kind of person who feels very comfortable yeah. with LARPing, yes. g- doing the creatives, the, the Ren- Society for Creative Anachronism, oh, yes. like where you just dress up and, you know, you yeah. are in your character yes. who wants to go to Renaissance festivals yes. dressed and like be up in and the just, accents and all that stuff. I yeah. know. It's a level. I know. I think there I is, finally. There's a piece of me that really I totally wants see that. that because you do like beautiful costumes and stuff. I do. I know. I, I know. Do. And if you did it, I would try so hard not to giggle <laughs> because I know it's important. And if I do giggle and when I do giggle at people, I've found out that it's because I envy their just sense of right. self mm-hmm. that can just go do whatever. And yeah. it just... I mean, I had a I had a friend who did it and they were like, Lord and Lady, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. they have... they Because, I mean, it's like real. You have kingdoms and you yeah. have whatever oh and you belong yeah. to a house and wow. you have a, all these whole identities. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, I mean, I, it, I... And part of me just feels like, how freeing uh-huh, to be... That's exactly... To be like, I don't care what anybody yeah, thinks. Yeah, this is my hobby. I think this and is I think cool. This is be great. And, um, yeah. and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. That's what I admire in people. Yeah, me too. Mostly. I know. I know. Yeah. There are I know. some hobbies I'm like, you st- I still don't like it. <laughs> That's true. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but yeah. Um, yes. Well, so there. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step into the world of D and D. Awesome. Um, I know a lot of people who play it. And they're not. Yeah, me too. They're all cool. I mean, a lot of them are cool. Not all of them, but. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I mean, they are cool. They're, they're cool. cool in there. Yes. True. They're cool in their way. In their way. Ooh. Okay. I like, yeah. I like those people better anyway. Usually. They're way more interesting. That's and what that, I'm Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Because or right. else I'm going to get into this whole all thing. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me do. Let me do. <clears throat> okay. So I am doing what I decided to do was read two books that I have been meaning to read for a very long time. Um, they're books that come highly recommended from friends of mine. I think actually both of these have been on um, the Library Reads hmm. um, top 10 list. So... The first one is The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. So the premise of this book is um, her name is Tiffy. That's the only thing I don't like about mm. it is her name's Tiffany, but she goes by Tiffy. That's the only thing I don't like. Mm-hmm. But um, whatever. I'll get over <laughs> it. Um, so Tiffy needs to find a place to live. Is it like, like two Fs or a PH? It's a two Fs. Okay. Um, she breaks up with her boyfriend, like I think for the – like. They've been on and off. She uh-huh. breaks up. She has to find a place to live. And like she's in London. Everything is hella expensive. And there's such a thing as a flat share. So um, Leon is like lives there. He's a palliative care nurse. Mm, he works aw, nights. I know. This is hard. And he works nights. And Tiffy is an editor for the kind of books you check out here at the library mm. that like teach you how to crochet mm-hmm. with like goat hair yeah. and just you know Aww. like it lovely. Uh, you know eclectic what crafting lovelies. books yeah so um they're both like very have interesting lovable characters and so the the deal is i mean they share a bed 
like that's so it's what like a flat the share is alternate like, time schedules. So yeah, so it's alternate whoa. time schedule, and they don't um, they ah. aren't supposed to meet each other. And so, like when she goes to check out the flat, um, Leon has a girlfriend who is like. I will meet the person uh-huh. um, and doesn't let Leon meet her. Uh-huh. And so um, I'm only a ways into it, but already it's charming. See it's, the cover. it's told from, Oh, it's, so cute. it's told from alternate perspective. Okay. It's diverse. Um, is it like hers and his, yep. or is it like hers, hers and his? It's hers and his. Okay. Do, 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 do. So far anyway, I haven't run into anyone else's perspective. I think it's just like the girlfriend doesn't. Okay. Nope. And I think they leave each other post-it notes. Like oh they fall in love over their notes. They leave each gosh. other. Is, I believe the theory. So well, that's going to um, be familiar. Yeah. So I'm bit. very excited. I'm hoping I can actually finish this. That sounds this so sweet. Weekend. The second one is Gideon the Ninth by Tasman Muir. Hmm. Um, I don't even think, I'm just going to read you this. I don't know if I could do better than this. Uh-huh. This, um, Blurb by Charles Strauss. Lesbian necromancers explore a haunted Gothic palace in space. Decadent nobles vie to serve the deathless emperor. Skeletons. I don't know if that's I it. Do no, I honestly. I don't know yeah. if I could do better. Did I see than that. Robin Sloan's name on the back of it? So, um, you did. Goofy and gleaming, a profane Daria in space. Oh, so you saw that one. Um, what was yeah, the other they were one? Just punchy, just crunchy, some... gooey, and gore smeared. Gideon the Ninth is a pulpy science fantasy romp that will delight and horrify you to the bitter end. So, is it YA? Um, no. Oh, it's not. So, huh. no. So she, like, flees the planet mm-hmm. with her, um, or she's, like, I'm just this much into it. She's, there, there are these nine houses. Her house is the ninth house. Mm-hmm. Um, she was taken in as a baby. She was found, like, when she was a day old. She was taken in as a baby and just essentially serves as a vassal in this house and has um, tried to escape a gabillion times. Mm-hmm. And so this last time... Um, I think she's maybe 18 now. She grabs her dirty magazines <laughs> and like books it out. And as she's getting ready to escape, the lady of the house who she hates uh-huh. and they have this hate-hate relationship um, orders her that she has to come back. Um, the role is being mustered and um, she... They fight it. They they fight it out mm-hmm. to see whether or not she's going to stay. And that's just like that's right where oh I'm at. Gosh. So um, they fight it out. Yeah. So Whoa. apparently she needs a well, and you know she they're they're necromancers. Yeah. So, oh my. Um, it was an interesting fight. So it's just it's interesting. It is gritty and it's this interesting. I mean, it's it's. I kind of listen to it. Do you yeah. think it's on audiobook? Uh, you know what? I don't know if it is. I would like to listen Ooh, to it. As if it well. had a really good narrator. Uh huh. I would like to listen to this, I think. Um, but it's interesting because it the writing is, um, you know, it is gritty and you're reading a fantasy book. And so there's all this, like, all of these words you don't know uh-huh. and you have to, like, get into the world building of it. But then at the same time, it's just like, yeah, that's exactly if I was, like, standing around waiting for my shuttle to come pick me up, like... I would say that exact same thing. Uh, I'd do that exact same thing. It's like fantasy, but real. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So, you know, with skeletons. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Lesbian necromancers. Skeletons. So um, this book was a huge hit. People loved it. I think it was Stephanie Anderson who told me it was like her favorite book of, of <gasps> this we'll year. Maybe we'll do it for an episode. Yeah, maybe. And then the um, the next one is coming out. Oh. Um, Harrow the Ninth is oh. the next one. Same house. 
Um, yeah, Harrow, I believe, is the lady from this book. Oh. Um, Harrow Hawk, I think is her name or something like that. Harrow Hark or something. Cool. Um, I don't know. I'll get to it. But um, yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be a fun romp. And this is like not my usual Yeah, read. no, no. So I'm, I'm branching out. Yeah, branching let me know. Out. And then uh, maybe yeah. we'll do it in an app. Yeah. It was, I mean, sounds... We could do it around Valentine's Day. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, not necromance. Not not necrophiliacs. No. (laughs) Okay, yeah, sorry. (laughs) That's a totally different I know, but it's it's that necromancer. It's like romancer. And then I get very confused. Romancer. Oh, a necromancer. A vampire. Uh, That could be a... (gasps) That's... Oh... That's, I like that cheesy. Neck romancer. Oh my God. <gasps> okay, we got to put that on like a Laffy Taffy joke. That it's like, be, yeah. That'd be a call display. A, oh, yeah. Do you okay. like neck romancers? And then it's all vampire and it's like, books. Boop, boop. Yeah. Huh? Boop, okay. Boop. That's funny. Sorry. I'm going to listen to this again. We're just riffing funny on ourselves right now. <laughs> um, well, that was two book minimum. Two. Book, oh wait, two then book. are you gonna do another? Yeah, one? I was. Okay. I, well, I'll just do this super fast because I haven't even read it yet. But like, this was on um, my friend David Wright's list. He's a librarian in Seattle. This book was on his list as like ten books that he thinks are just really. Um, they're kind of like you know self helpy for uh-huh. the new year, but like awesome self help yeah, books. And this one's one called in. Forest Bathing: How mm-hmm. Trees Can Help You Find Health and Happiness by Doctor. Uh, King, is it King Lee? It's mm-hmm. Q-I-N-G. And okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm so sorry if it's not. Um, it, the, he is the chairman of the Japanese Society for Forest Medicine, which I think is so <sighs> cool that, that's that a they thing. have a I society know, right? for forest yeah. medicine. Like, way to go, Japan. So anyway, um, it's big words. It's like not a ton of writing. It's beautiful pictures. It's more of a pictures. flip and, Okay. Um, the cover is gorgeous. Yeah. It's just, it's a beautiful, Trees. beautiful book. So um, I so <clears throat> I think I'd like to be in the forest more this I year. I was thinking about that because we went to, we've been, go, we've gone to the, yeah. we, you and the me and the park. families and the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of good dog parks in town. And so, yeah, just walking through the forest is just such a nice. It was. Feeling it was. I mean, look at this. Look at you. Can't no one see else can it, see it, but guys, oh, but that's gorgeous. You really that. wish you could see. You it. really wish you. Could I really see think it that. Right now. Yeah, I feel bad but, for you all right now. I know. <laughs> but like, it's oh, just, it's another good one. Every picture is just so soothing and relaxing. Man, I wouldn't. I don't even know what I would do if I was missing what was that? What that was looking. I don't know. No. So get you out poor, there, poor. Get out there in the forest, y'all. Yes. Um, you should do that. <laughs> So that was two book minimum um, with, God, I'm just looking at the words on here. Oh, so, okay, no, sorry. I'm gonna, okay, anyway, Lost. You can read books for, or read those words. The, the little book episode. of Lost Words uh, by Joe Gillard and the player's handbook about Dungeons and Dragons not being a player um, <laughs> okay. by Jeremy Crawford. Uh-huh. And The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary and Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. And then Forest Bathing by Dr. King Lee. Again, I apologize if I did not say that. Those are also some good ones. Well, so it's been a minute since we've uh, hung out with you guys. And um, we were going to 
I think skip over as she said, she said, just because there is a lot to kind of, there was a lot to cover with the beginning. And then we want to do some catch up and yep. talk about what's going on in the library. So um, what is, do we want to talk about um, what's going on exciting in our lives or in the library? Ooh. Probably the library first and then they can. Let's do the library first. Okay. And then if you don't want to hear about our lives, then, yeah, exactly. you can just you can bug just, out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll let you know when you're dismissed mm-hmm. if you'd like. <laughs> Um, okay, so you could stop listening now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, we got some good. So, like right now, it's mid January um, when we're recording this, and I'm just going to do a quick little shouty outy. Okay. To um, a program that I've been putting together. Uh, it's just started this month, and it's every Tuesday in the afternoon, and it's called um, the Community Resource Drop In. Um, and it goes from 3 to 5.30 every Tuesday um, in one of the meeting rooms downstairs, um, meeting room A, typically. Uh, and so what that is is um, I've been working with a bunch of uh, social service agencies around town, um, ones focused on, you know, medical issues, uh, transportation issues, all sorts of things. And uh, I'm having several representative or representative from several different agencies each week. So it's kind of like a roundtable of resources that anyone is welcome to just kind of drop in and get connected with. Um, You can come in and learn about like substance abuse issues while also talking to someone about credit counseling, while also learning about the dental clinic. So it's like you come in, whatever your questions are about resources in town, we'll be able to connect you with somebody either directly right there or um, have someone to refer you to. So um, the hope is that it will allow people to kind of, um, who are already coming to the library to connect with more things. Um, it's kind of a central location. And also what's been really, really nice is that, um, the different social service organizations have been learning about each other. Um, and I think there might be some good collaborative stuff going on soon. Um, cause someone will bring up a topic in the two and a half hours that we're all sitting together and then, um, we'll kind of rally our networks and then figure out how to make new program happen or what have you. That's so awesome. yeah, it's been really, really cool. Um, I'm hoping that it kind of keeps ramping up. And um, if you know anybody who's looking for, has questions about really honestly any issue, we can figure out how to help. Um, and this is in addition to the safe space drop-ins, um, which are on Thursday mornings that are between um, the Willow Domestic Violence Center shelter and um, the care center, um, sexual trauma care center. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got some good drop-in resources. Uh, That's awesome. That are going on. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Nice Thank work. You. Yeah. Getting those going. Yeah. And so I don't know if it was officially announced, but I'm not in <laughs> reader services Did we anymore? officially I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. So as of <laughs> August, I haven't been, I've been in info services and I've just become recently the, um, Community, oh, I guess I need to memorize Community my title. resources specialist. specialist. Yeah. The other day I said assistant and I was like, this doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> so, um, so I actually don't really know what's going on in readers. This is like, we yeah, get to. You don't. Inform yeah. each other. I know. Hey, guess what? And even though we sit like 20 feet I from know. each other. We're just busy. We're busy what's, bees. What's going on for the African-American read-in okay. for February? So African-American read-in is happening. It's the first time that we've ever done this. The NAACP approached us and really wanted to partner on this. And we thought it would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 
I'm going to like just now I'm like, ooh, I don't know all of the kids stuff that's happening. So um, we will put a link, mm-hmm. obviously, to what's yeah, going on. But the big thing is that we're having a, a kickoff on February 2nd mm-hmm. at two o'clock and um, that we will have a panel of um, folks from town. We've got a librarian that we've got um, and two folks from KU. Mm-hmm. One is a literature professor and I think one might be maybe it was an English language taught in English language oh. learning professor. Um, and the premise of the panel is, you know, we want to talk about um, just representation in general, mm-hmm. why it's important, um, what it means, what it means to, you know, marginalized communities mm-hmm. and what it means to, you know, non-marginalized communities. Mm-hmm. Like we should all mm-hmm. be reading. Like when they say we need diverse books, like we all need diverse books. You know, the whole it's good to see. Uh, you know, the whole window in mirrors. mirrors. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. like you yeah, want to like see that. yourself reflected in the books, but also it's a wonderful, you know, reading is a wonderful way to look out mm-hmm. and see other people's lives as well um, and see what you might have in common and what things might be different. And so um, I, where, you know, I think the sky's the limit. I mean, I think we'll talk about, things like publishing and and I'm hoping um, we're still kind of waiting to hear if we have one more panelist coming on. I'm hoping someone from the school district might be mm-hmm. on. I'd love for them to talk a little bit about how they make decisions in the school district about, uh, yeah. you know, <clears throat> by getting um, representative materials in the school district. Um, I hope people share their favorite books and what they've meant to them. So, you know, we'll have that, that panel will be happening. I do know that later that day, the superb owl is happening. <laughs> some some people call it the Super Bowl. Foosball event. But I call it the superb owl. Um, you are such a dork. I am. So uh, that is happening, but it is later that day and you will have plenty of time to mm-hmm. get there. And, yeah. Yeah. And so we'll have a great conversation. There'll be time for questions. There'll be some snacks. Yes, because um, I am. You should come and have some. <laughs> if you're if you're bellicose, <laughs> you can come. Is that what you said? Come get some snacks. And and, and also we will have um, curated and brought in a ton of books um, so by cool. all African American or Black authors mm-hmm. that you know we think are fantastic books, and we'll have them right there for you to check out. You can check them out right in the, in auditorium. the auditorium. That's so cool. And um, you don't even have to and go then, else. but here's the, even the thing. So then um, we're going to have a couple dates, which we are still determining, but they'll be at the end of February, mm-hmm. and um, you can come together with your community and if you want to talk about um, what you read mm-hmm. and how it impacted you and how you felt about it, um, there'll be somebody there to talk about that Neat. with you and you can talk about it with each other. So it'll be, there'll be a couple locations. So on the day, um, we'll announce those, but also mm-hmm. um, I'm going to make sure we have a bookmark in it, mm-hmm. in every book so that people know um, where to find yeah. them cool. at the end of the month. Well, that's exciting. So yeah, I think that'll be really fun. It's the first time we've done it, you know, not entirely sure yeah. What to expect. And I I think we'll just have a good conversation. I mean, the panelists are all like just wonderful yeah. human beings. And I think they're going to bring a lot of really cool insights. Mm-hmm. And in the reader calendar, they're like all the events that are related are are like denoted by a symbol. Yes. So they should all be in there. Yeah. That. Everything's in there um, except like in, I think there might be a couple things that we added on. So, mm-hmm. um, 
those are any of the like regular book clubs so oh yeah that's actually a good point so almost all of the regular book clubs that we have at the library will be reading an african-american author specifically we mm-hmm. do that often we do that all anyway the time. Yeah. yes um but but very specifically chosen for this month um ironically we're not doing that in social justice book club but like most of the other yes. books that we've read um yeah. i don't know how, i mean i think that just happened <laughs> weirdly um so well no 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 that's not true we're reading um well, we're reading, uh, why is it blanking? Colson know. Whitehead. We're reading oh, yeah. Colson Whitehead. Um, Nickel Boys? Nickel Boys. <gasps> oh, I remember when you talked about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for Social Justice Book Club. So we're reading that right now. Okay. We'll talk about that in the middle of February oh, yeah, yeah. and then the February book. So yes. Gotcha. Um, I guess, I guess we are. So, um, so, but well, pretty, this is like an example of like how. It's, sec- it's second Thursday that we're not doing it. We're reading. Um, Dang it! I know it fell in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because and I, it fell in the middle, and I also wanted to be sure that they all read Good and Mad mm-hmm. um, and had that before oh, yeah. before Women's History Month. Uh-huh. So, well, it's like so we've talked about this before, where it's like um, you don't want to. Uh, what's it like pigeonhole? What's the word I'm looking for? I, where I know you like ah, uh, you only do right. you like choose February just because. Yeah, like I mean, I cram I, it all in there. Right. I mean, or, I think like actually, like an appropriate word would be to ghettoize. Yes, like, yeah. I mean, we yeah. don't like we, you force it just into that, right? And that's the interesting thing. I think. Well, I don't know. Just to brag about our library, I guess, um, is that we like saying that all the book clubs are reading books by African American authors is like not actually that special for us because mm-hmm. we do that a we lot. We try really hard to yeah. have a um, or like mix of lists books. and displays and stuff like that. So I think that for like if you're a librarian um, and you're kind of wondering how to celebrate without like marginalizing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing. Like yeah, having a whole month long thing is great. Also be Doing it all the time. Yeah. Because it's also, I mean, that's the, I mean, it's that weird thing of like, if you didn't know our library and you didn't know that Mm -hmm. we made an effort all of the time to be diverse, then um, if we, if you didn't see that we specifically had an African-American history month Uh display or something happening, you might be like, it's February, guys. What are you doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, it's that's a. I mean, it's a that is a bit of a like line to walk as a as a librarian. Where yeah, you just you don't want people to feel that you didn't do something to celebrate or denote mm-hmm. that this is a a particular month. Um, but you also don't want people to feel like this that's is the, the only, only time. time. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's just a lot of thinking. Yeah, a lot of thinking. Yeah. Rich well, tapestry. I'm excited. <laughs> it is such a rich tapestry. But yeah, I'm excited about those events. Um, yeah, me too. Are we allowed to mm. announce the... Uh, I believe that... Clash Morris? Yeah, because... Okay. Because it should be out... Okay, cool. Um, this this might not be this... the first you'll hear about it then. Well, do we know what the book is. Yeah, I mean, we're hoping to get this episode up pretty quickly, so... Well, you know what? If we blow it, I'm so sorry. No, uh, I don't the first think we're here. Okay, I don't think so either. Anyway, it's The Roundhouse by Louise Erdrich. Yay! Yay! So, um, <laughs> which we also have had in the book club. Right. Day. But I think it's important for people to know that because we a lot, might have just talked really fast. I think um, we 
often have read across Lawrence in February. Yes. And I think people are going to be like, did I miss it? What's happening? I don't know. April. And so, yes, it is. It is technically in April this month, but Louise will be visiting (laughs) on March 11th. Oh God! Well, okay. It's so it's been so secret that we're not exactly. I know. We're gonna get you the details yeah. of that. Don't but it'll worry. be at Haskell. Um, yes. And um, I, I'm just like, oh my God! I know. I'm so excited. Well, we've talked for a long time. Like, wouldn't it be cool if she came here? Yeah, wouldn't it be yeah. Cool if she mm-hmm. came here. Yeah. Um, because I think she just lives in Minnesota. Yeah. So run a bookstore. Run a bookstore. Yeah. So um, so Danny Kane at the Raven mm-hmm. um works some. More of his literary magic and yeah, uh, yeah. So That's at her happening. talk, books will be for sale, like various books, because I think she's talking about um, a brand new one, right? Um, so this talk won't be about the Read Across Lawrence, book, right? But it's like a teaser, right? So she's coming. Secret She'll come creep. on that date, and then in April there will be a date that we. Oh, oh it's March twenty eighth was when we'll give away sorry, the books. Lies. Well, we I just lie. figured this out. Oh, okay. So then, see, on, we get to learn things. I know. On March twenty eighth, we'll be giving the book away. It's also a census bash, but I, we can talk about that more. It'll just yes. be like a whole day. Bang, 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 bang. Books. Yeah. Just the whole library will be lit up. Yes. So, so that's exciting. So we'll keep you posted on other events and. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like a whole bunch of stuff coming up this spring. Paper planes, like I'm everything. Tired already oh my, I bet you are. About it. Yeah. So that I have a feeling that our the episodes, like the portion of the episode that's talking about what's coming up in Lawrence, might be a little bit longer in the springtime. Yeah. And so I guess if you're a listener from Lawrence who doesn't want to listen to that, you can fast. Yeah. I mean. Did I say yeah. from Lawrence? If you're a listener, not outside from Lawrence, Lawrence. outside yeah. of Lawrence, and you're not that or interested. we'll give you a little bit of previous. You book your tickets. Yeah. Fly you on in. come here. Yes. You're going to want to come here. Yeah. In April. We're a hot spot. In a- April 23rd through 26th, Paper Planes, mm-hmm. Colson yeah. Whitehead will mm-hmm. be here. Yeah, no, that's Grady amazing. Hendrix will be here. Yeah. Natalie Diaz will be here. Yeah. Julie Murphy will be here. Aww. Justina yeah. Ireland will be here. Yeah. See? Yeah. Else will be here. Book your tickets. Bunch of people. Yeah. The weather's probably going to be nice then, too. Deep Karam will be here. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about <laughs> that. Uh, okay. Well, that is uh, what's going on in Lawrence. And now here is where you are dismissed if you don't care about our personal lives <laughs> at all. Uh, although, God, you've been sitting with us for almost an hour listening to us. Yeah, you might as well just hang in there. Yeah. We're very interesting. Um, although, although, are we? I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know what? Okay, so since this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, I got a since our break, I got a puppy. You sure um, did. My beloved Luna has taken the what's the rainbow bridge over the yes the thingy and the mm-hmm. she passed away. She crossed uh, the rainbow. She, yeah, bridge. she did. Yeah, uh, she. We had a really good two years together of love and snuggles, mm-hmm. and uh, she got to be retired from being a. Breeder and right. stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then that was like right before my birthday. It was right between our birthdays. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I, Kate Graham, like to the decision and uh, <laughs> got a puppy the day before my birthday. Um, and his little name is Tucker and he's a little pit bull baby. He's the cutest. And, yeah. He's, he's almost like five a, months old. He looks like a pity Weimariner mix. Yeah. Is what a, he looks like. He might like. be a mountain cur. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'll post a picture, you know. But, and we've been going to the dog park. Um, and so, like I said, Polly, we'd gone, uh, we took Gunther and, uh, We'll just put some pictures of our dog park adventures because, yeah, you know, if, if you like puppers, 
if you do, is it okay that we put Hagrid up there too? We'll I have to check. We were also hanging with the mayor's dog. No big we'll deal. And the mayor, but like <laughs> the her mayor, dog, but like basically the dog. Yeah, Hagrid is. Oh my a god, he's a mastiff. mastiff. Yeah, and he's puppy. Like what? Almost six months old now. Yeah, he's eighty-five pounds. I think. Huge. Yeah, but so. Gun- yeah, but like Gunther. For some reason, loves yeah. to just roll him over and then like hug his neck. Yes, with, like they he just he's like puts neck his neck on romancer. his neck. Yeah. Yes. He's a ah! neck romancer. Yep. Uh, and Came then Tucker back. runs away because he's a little he's baby. Like, What's happening here? <laughs> so, so they're getting closer to the same size, though. They'll yeah, pretty yeah. soon. So it's been it's been really nice. Um, and other things. What's going on in your life? <laughs> when you said that, we have I know. Stuff I was like, on. do I was we like, have oh, stuff? Well, you know, I mean, New Year, New Year. Medical leave. Yeah. was boring, and Hanukkah was fun. Hanukkah was you had a fun. Big old gathering. I had some. I ate a bunch of latkes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't. I only got like two latkes. Mm. But the two you brought we me, ate them all. Um, we ate but the rest yeah, but Kevin said he would make me some more. Like, yeah, maybe for Valentine's Day, I'll Aww. have latkes. But, um, yeah, no, it's nice. It's been like a slow sort of comeback to like what's going on. It was a good time of year, I think, to mm-hmm. to kind of be out of it because it was just quiet and I was tucked in. And um, it's really good to be back at the mm-hmm. library. I missed everybody. Um, I could get used to just I'm sure. sitting at home. I know. By I the know. Fire, I was wondering about reading that. Reading and. Yeah, right. And having, and yes. Eating bonbons. I know. I mean, I li- like. Like, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. <laughs> I really, uh, I don't want to make it seem like it was all of that. No, because it, it also was, yeah. It was also some recovery. But, like, um, but towards the end when I started got feeling more myself. R&R. Mm-hmm. But I did say, like, I did have a friend say, well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to do that. And I just I know, thought, and I assumed you would. Die. I know. I kind of thought that you'd be like buzzing to get back. And then I'm like, no, maybe after just. I mean, you kind of. I you just, can get used to anything. I really. don't think I'm the kind of person who would not figure out some yeah. productive way to fill yeah. my time. It's like you are one of the people who will retire in quotes and then like start another career or like. Do whatever. Like, right. Yeah. Or, you know, but I, I mean, just the stuff I want to do. Yes, exactly. Like, there's there's a lot of things I want to do that mm-hmm. I don't have time to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's that weird thing where I'm, I love my job. I mm-hmm. love it so much. But also, but also retiring will be okay. if a giant bag of money just yes. dropped down, would I consider keeping it? Not. <laughs> oh, I would keep it. Oh, I know. <laughs> would I consider not? coming to work anymore maybe i would just switch jobs like someone part-time who wanted my job yeah. to take it and then yeah. i would just come and in then and you're doing a good deed and or wealthy. but i still want to do the podcast yeah exactly no your job would just be the podcast my job would just be the podcast <laughs> i would do podcasts and run book clubs and then i wouldn't do oh, anything else damn someone send you a big bag of money yeah that sounds like awesome that would be my job just the d word um darn <laughs> darn well on that okay. note <laughs> Nothing exciting, but I'm looking forward to eating a lot of Valentine candy. Good. Me too. And buying it discount the next day. <gasps> That's how the Kens do yes, Valentine's Day. Exactly. We celebrate on the 15th. That's smart. That's <laughs> very Half smart price people. Yes. Means love. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, happy. On that note. Happy reading and candy eating and neck romancing. <laughs> happy reading. Oh, That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, 
lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library. <laughs>